You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. You hear the hot music, so you know what that means. It's a filthy fantasy football show with your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Rome, and the Fantasy Fish. What's going on, boys? What the fuck's up, man? Not much, man. How you doing? All right, that's good. Let's get dirty. Actually, you know, let's start right off the bat. We actually had some football tonight. Got the uh, Saints playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fish, tell me all about it. It is your, your, you know, you're our resident Saints fan, so what's going on? Yeah, Jameis Winston's going to start. If there's a different opinion, then I will be very surprised. He was five for six, over 100 yards, in a little bit less, a little bit over a quarter of play, I believe. And two touchdowns, Marcus Callaway, both over 40 yards. He was swinging the ball downfield. I think that he'll be the starter. I think Callaway is going to move up on the boards. You'll see it. I think people have him as a sleeper, and I don't know if he's going to be a sleeper anymore. I'm excited about it. You know, James. James's last season in Tampa Bay, he threw for over 5,000 yards, 33 t- touchdowns. His biggest fallback was the 30 interceptions. If Sean Payton can get a rain on that, then he could be a potential starting QB1. Yeah, 100%. No, I, I, I'm thrilled because in our uh, our Dynasty Leagues, I have lots of shares of Marquez Callaway, so I'm, I'm loving that. And all you suckers can eat my dust, not paying yeah, attention. You don't think that uh, Taysom Hill is going to cut into that at all? Got to throw somebody. I think he'll cut into it. Like, do you mean uh, Winston's production? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think that he could cut into it, but I don't think that he's going to cut into it in anything that's exceptional. It'll be the same way he cut into Drew Brees, and Drew Brees didn't lose a lot of value from it. You'll see Taysom maybe take five passes a game and some of the running plays out of out of Winston's hands, but that's all. Sure. You think it'll affect Kamara at all? Because Winston historically is he doesn't look for checkdowns. That's not his thing. He's chucking the ball down the field. He's been doing that since Florida State. It could affect Kamara. And the one thing is Jameis's pass that was incomplete was a terrible throw to a running back on a flat. Hmm. So that is something to consider. What I like about uh, if Jam- if Jameis if or when Jameis becomes the starter, he does in the past he's keyed onto just one receiver and just peppers him with targets. If you look at Mike Evans, the last couple years, he was the wide receiver two seventeen nine and fifteen when Jameis was the quarterback. So I don't hate that. And then my I mean my only concern with Callaway obviously is when Michael Thomas returns, but. I mean, with all the bad blood going on between um, all the other uh, with with the Saints uh, management and Thomas, I don't know how that relationship's going. They say it's been smoothed over, but you know they always say that kind of stuff. That stuff's never you can't fully buy that kind of stuff. I think with because because Thomas f- played through the injury because he knew this was Drew Brees' last run and he wanted to try to win it for Drew, which is awesome. He loved his quarterback because he's the one that made him the best receiver in football. But now, Drew's gone. He has 
you know, hey, we'll call it like it is. You have subpar quarterback play now with Hill and or Winston, and he just wants to make his money. He probably thinks the Saints' window of championship is probably almost closed. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if Thomas plays for a different team, maybe even this season, because I – did he get an extension? I don't, or, I don't know how long his contract is, but I could see that. The other thing to consider, he's missed the preseason, so you say it a lot about rookie receivers, but he doesn't have really a rapport with Jameis Winston in Callaway's building that. So I think it'd be smart for Jameis to trust both at this point, but will he? Well, yeah, but we I mean, we don't really know. Go online, watch those uh, Callaway catches. Those things were no joke. Like those were legit big boy catches. And yeah, he got I, tackled I think on the one yeah. first touchdown, and the second touchdown was diving, not somewhat diving, I guess, kind of falling, one handed grab in the corner of the end zone, got his knee down, but before he went out of bounds. So they were great catches. But hey, if you're getting if you're getting Callaway for free in drafts, you know, in the twelve plus round range, currently. Actually, I think right now he's borderline undrafted. You know, just our our uh, our dynasty league. You know, I picked him up on waivers in one, and then I drafted him in the seventeenth or whatever in in the other one. So, you know, you're getting him for free, but he's going to be the wide receiver one there, especially with Traquan Smith banged up. I mean, definitely someone to keep an eye on. Yeah, don't count on him being as free if your drafts are coming up in the next week or two. But he oh, still no, should be at value. We're Wherever if you're drafting at. in the next week or two, you're getting him probably in the 8 to 11 range. I'd say I'm comfortable taking him in like the 10th round on. Yeah. I'd have to look at all the receivers and who's going in those rounds in a redraft league. But around there, you're going to get a good value. Yeah. Um, moving on. I guess th- this will kind of take our segue to the – News and noise segment of this week. We'll start it right off the bat. Uh, Travis Travis Etienne, uh, superstar potential rookie for Jacksonville, left the game with a foot injury. Um, there has been no update on that, which is very depressing because Rome, you and I both have shares of Etienne, and it's we sure do, man. It sucks. I'm hoping that it's not too serious, but again, it, you know, it's something that just happened, so we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to wait a couple of days. I'm guessing it's one of those things where, you know, he's banged up. Maybe maybe it just hurt. Maybe it just, you know, something's uncomfortable. It's preseason. Don't risk it. You just spent high draft capital on him in both yeah. fantasy and real life. So let's just pull him out of the game, let him rest. You know, so just keep an eye on that for probably the next few days. Yeah. And if it's bad, I mean, if it's bad, if you haven't had your draft yet, jump all over James Robinson. Dude proved it last year, man. If it's and bad, though, they would have carted him off the field. Usually they they no, they carted off Trotman. Yeah, and that's scary because that's never really that good. Yeah, I know he's a big boy, big bodied guy, but getting carted off is never a good sign. It's never. not usually. There was that the long guy in Miami that got carted off practice, and he's a he's due to be back. He's a backup tight end. He's due to be back, so it could potentially not be as bad as they think. But if you're walking around the sideline after you're injured, you're usually going to be all right. Was Trotman walking on the sideline? No, uh, ETN was. Oh, yeah, so ETN's probably fine. Troutman, keep an eye on that, too, because that's very scary because he was a potential uh, tight end sleeper breakout candidate, with especially with uh, Jared Cook and Josh Hill both being gone for New Orleans. Not a lot of pass catchers in there right now, so d- definitely keep an eye on that one as well. 
Uh, moving on, Daryl Henderson injured his thumb in Monday's practice. Uh, at first, there was no update, and you're thinking, like, oh, my God, this guy's hurt. Akers is hurt. Like, the Rams are just – their backfield is all banged up. But then an update actually came out literally 32 minutes ago. Uh, Daryl Henderson has no structural damage. It's purely a sprained thumb, so that's definitely a good sign. Um also, I don't know. I don't like Daryl Henderson this year anyway, so I'm not drafting him. I guess I, I, he could be one of my – we have a fun segment towards the end of the show for you guys today. So little teaser there for you. Moving on, we got CeeDee Lamb was placed on the COVID herpes list. This is going to be – just like last year. Yeah, what's his name? There's another one, too, that went down. It was uh, uh, Josh Allen. D end from the Jaguars got placed on the COVID list also. Mm-hmm. It's getting too close to the season, man. I, people, people got to start staying indoors. Quick update. Uh, there's a pretty nice little touchdown throw there by Taysom Hill to little Jordan Humphrey. Ooh, Don't like consider that. it too much into, into things going forward, but it's a nice little throw. Uh, one thing to consider about that COVID thing is there's a lot of players that that are outspoken about not getting vaccinated and without getting into the politics behind that, I'm just going to say that that is something that they could end up missing games, not even because they have COVID-19, but because they're exposure contact. And that's something to maybe take a little bit of consideration to it. I don't know exactly how the NFL's rules are. I know that if you get exposed and you're not vaccinated, you you have to be out. So it's something to kind of keeping the back of your mind. Absolutely. That's a very it's a good point. That's what happened last year, right? With the uh the quarterback room in Denver. Remember they started like Hinton or Hinton Hinton. Yeah, yeah, because their entire room got infected just by exposure. That'll segue in though cuz Denver is looking damn good here in the preseason. Another 30-point game against the Seahawks. They're putting it together, man. Drew Lock, Bridgewater looks good. They got a tough decision because they both look pretty good starting with the ones, and they both look pretty not good starting with the backups. Yeah, I like – Jay Hamler still getting in the end zone every single week is, is something I like to see. Yeah, I'm excited about the Denver offense. You know, it's just uh, – they were like the young up-and-coming team, but they just couldn't seem to get it together with bad quarterback play. You know, it doesn't help that Drew Locke was – hot garbage for the first two years of his career, but it looks like he's kind of like getting over that hump now and he's coming together, you know, with guys like Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Noah Font. I mean, this offense, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, this offense, man, if, if you had a legit, like if Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers was their quarterback, oh, you could, and they have a good contention. defense, they'd, they'd probably be a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. They, so. they have a good offense and it's tough. Cause like Drew Locke's been bad. But is he one of those players that just wasn't ready and he's just had to develop into it? Because a lot of quarterbacks get thrown in the mix before they're really ready, and then everybody comes out and says they're bad. Some See, of these was, quarterbacks need to develop. I agree with you on that. That was my thing because Drew Locke, I thought uh, a couple years – what, so three years ago, I was really hoping the Chargers would have drafted him because they still had Phillip Rivers. And I was like, Drew Locke has the tools to be a good quarterback, but I'm a firm believer in – a 
please let them sit, let them develop and get caught up to speed. Cause I mean, Aaron Rodgers, for example, he sat behind Brett Favre for three years, two years, something like three. that. Yeah. And he was, he's arguably one of the best quarterback. He's the court. He's like the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Patrick Mahomes sat for a year behind out. Was it one year? Yeah. It was one year behind Alex Smith. Even even Philip Rivers, he sat a full season behind Drew Brees for a year, and for 16 years he was a, a great quarterback. So I mean, the problem Steve, is a lot Steve of these Young bad teams can even go further back. Steve yeah. Young sat behind Joe Montana. I mean, it's it happens a lot. It's yeah, definitely it's, something that uh, you know, the problem is you throw these young guys in that aren't quite ready yet, their confidence gets shook, and then they just never shake it. I mean, um, RG three rookie of the year. Now, granted, injury played a played a factor in that actually probably most of it but but i mean point being confidence got shook never recovered from it who was it daniel jones who they released a little snippet on one of the nfl shows where he said he's seeing ghosts uh that was darnold oh is it sam darnold yeah that's what you're talking about right there where it's it's the confidence and also your ability to read the defense and whatnot can kind of be hindered by your offensive line being terrible. And I I have a feeling that that might happen, unfortunately, the first season, maybe not throughout his career, but with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Look at him today. He was making, he's been making some – he was making some poor decisions today. He almost – he threw two balls that probably – maybe three that probably should have been intercepted. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just – but, yeah. So, moving on uh, – Superstar wide receiver A.J. Brown is expected to be ready for the start of the regular season. For those of you that don't know, um, A.J. Brown underwent surgeries on both knees this offseason. They weren't major knee surgeries. I think it was more just like a cleanup type deal. Uh, but they they believe that his week one availability is uh, ready to rock and roll, which is good news because, uh, you know, he's a superstar. And if, if anyone's dipping or bailing on AJ Brown, please. I'll take it. I'll take all the shares of AJ Brown. If people are scared. You can say, you can have him. I don't want to, you know what? You're not into him. I, you know what? With Julio coming there, I, I don't know. He's always just kind of been last year. He kind of bothered me. He seemed out of shape when it, the season first started. Everybody he was, people were high on him last year. And I just, I, didn't, I don't know. There's something about him. Maybe it's just his face. <laughs> it's his face. Uh, moving on, talk about talk about wide receivers. Um, the Athletics' Paul Denner Jr. reports uh, that wide receiver Jamar Chase could lose some regular season snaps to Auden Tate. Now, I don't know if this is quite news or noise, but the concern is that his just poor play this preseason with dropping passes, being scared to get hit, he might lose he might lose play to Auden Tate, and kind of scary. So, yeah, okay. I'm going to say this. In his defense, I agree. This is ne- It's never good news. Getting hit, not wanting to get hit is a problem. The fact that he, this guy sat out all last year. He hadn't played football since the start of COVID. So, again, you, you're knocking this off. You're, you're knocking off getting hit or getting all that rust off. Give it time. Give it, give it a couple of game. One game in the season. God, the guy's still a rookie, man. I mean, how long did it take? Justin Jefferson didn't come straight in and set the world on fire. It took, it took a, what, three weeks? I, I, I believe it took three or four weeks. Before he became the dude. 
So I give it give it time. I give I get it. People want to say, hey, we should have drafted Penny Sewell because <laughs> they want to protect Burrow. I think they made the right choice uh, for production here, but we'll see. I think they should have drafted Sewell. <laughs> I, I like Jamar Chase, but I mean, you had Tyler Boyd and T Higgins and Auden Tate's a decent player. I didn't think it was necessary for them to take Jamar Chase, but you know, Hey, they asked their franchise quarterback. He wanted his college wide receiver. I like Jamar Chase, but it, to me, it is a little concerning because you're drafting him so high in drafts right now. I was just going to say, I like him, but I don't like him where he's being drafted. Yeah. I mean, when we Actually, I'll tell you what, I'll, I, I'll spoil the little segment that we have, and Jamar Chase could very well be a player that we talk about. We're going to have a segment at the end of the show that's a brand new one. It's called You're Hot and Bothered, or You're Pulling Out. So your Hot and Bothered players are guys that you absolutely love. You know, you want all the shares of them. Now, obviously, you know, there's your obvious ones like Christian McCaffrey. That too obvious. And then you got your pullout guys, which are your guys that are getting drafted fairly high that we want nothing to do with. So um, I think... I think that's just about it for news. Do you guys see anything else out there that we missed? No. No, there wasn't a lot of news. There wasn't there likely wasn't a lot of major injuries in preseason week two. Yes. Which was very nice to see. That is very nice. So I guess moving on, we'll plug along. So we're gonna today so last week we talked about our top ten consensus uh quarterbacks we are getting awfully close to the draft season and the real season of football and you guys can blame me that the show started late it was totally my fault but that's okay we're still trying to give you guys the hot content we're trying to get you guys all prepped for your season and your drafts so i mean we got your obvious there's your op you know everyone knows who the big running backs are dalvin cook christian mccaffrey kamara etc etc but we're going to talk about some of the uh you know, so like like right now, I'm looking at the uh, uh, ADP top running backs. You got McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Kamara, Barkley, Chubb, Elliott, Taylor, uh, Aaron Jones, and Austin Eckler. So okay, so you got you got your your big running backs. Can't not much to argue with that. I mean, we all know these guys are absolute monsters. So the point of this episode is we want to talk about those those slightly later round running backs. Like let's say you miss you're you're not in the beginning of the draft. You're you're towards the end of the draft and now you're in like the third through seventh round. And and we're looking at some of these middle running backs that aren't obvious players but but guys that you should keep an eye on. Like like for instance uh Clyde Edwards Alaire uh people are kind of like fading him a little bit. He is the Running back, he's after. So he's like he's he's getting drafted as the running back fourteen. So you know, it sounds like people are falling on him. He's his average draft position is the twenty two off the board. So he's at the end of the second round. You know, you got upside there. I, I don't hate it. Like if I went into the season and Ceh is my running back one, I'm not too worried about it. Let's see. We also got. Actually, I guess screw it. Let's just go right into our, uh, our our guys we love instead of just you know little, little foreplay. Let's just dive Let's right into it. it. Let's hit him with it. All right. So 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 Rome, start us off with a running back you absolutely love. Who's getting you all hot and bothered? All right, there's one guy, and and again, he's he may be too high for this because he's still a high first rounder, but I have him very high. I think Ezekiel Elliott. People have kind of been fading him a smidge. Not me. I got him at my running back three. I think the guy 
is a stud. A lot of problems last year with the offensive line. Obviously, losing Dak Prescott really hindered what he could bring to the table on a week-to-week basis. The biggest thing is the offensive line. They had, of all that stud offensive line crew that they had, they had like one guy left last year that played the whole year. If that, I don't even know if he did. But they're all back healthy. Dak's back sort of healthy. (laughs) We'll see about that. That offense is going to be clicking, and I think that Ezekiel Elliott is going to put up monster numbers this year. Absolutely monster numbers. It's hard to argue against Zeke. Um, I have him as my running back six this year. So, I mean, he's going drafted right now as the running back seven. I mean, you'll take him as high as three. I I don't hate that. I mean, healthy Dak, possibly the best wide receiver core in all of football. Um, And and one of the better O-lines, I think they're getting healthier. They lost a guy... I mean, it's my fault for not knowing their names, but I think they lost a guy season-long injury last year or maybe even COVID sit out. I'm not sure, but, you know, I expect big things from Zeke. Fish, who's got you all hot and bothered? Yeah, my first hot and bothered player that I mentioned to you guys in the pre-show was uh, Harris from the Steelers. I know a lot of people are low on him because they say also that they have a bad offensive line. They have, I think, four new offensive linemen this year, so the offensive line could be better than we anticipate. But my biggest thing with him is that Mike Tomlin, I said it in one of our previous episodes, Mike Tomlin will run this guy until his legs fall off. He will get production strictly based off of the workload. Yeah, well... He's currently being drafted as the running back 11. I actually have him ranked as my running back 18, although who knows, I might need to update these. I'm looking at my rankings here, and I haven't updated them since the 15th of August. Here we are at the 23rd. So it's almost been 10 days, so I am way behind the ball. Um, I understand what you're saying with, with Tomlin wanting to run him into the absolute ground. Uh, that That is his style. Like, you know, he did it to name every running back over the last few years. Bell, Connor, um... I mean, just I, well, those are, I guess those are the only two major ones over the last couple of years. But I mean, he ran those guys to the absolute ground, just hammered those legs and, and got his money's worth for them. That's fine. I, I, I don't hate Harris. He's currently being the running back 11 off boards. Um, I'm a little lower on him. Where do you have him ranked right now, Fish? I currently have him ranked as my running back 12. Okay, but so I you got him in the RB1. I could, I could, yeah, I could, I'm saying that that's a good value. At RB12, you're taking him in the early second round. I I would love that pick in as the you know fourth pick in the second round. It would be great. Okay. Uh, my, my first running back that's got me all hot and bothered. I've been saying it since the – towards the end of last season. I've been saying it all this offseason. Antonio Gibson, you're a beautiful chocolate man. And I want you, all of you. I, I want you so bad that it hurts. Um, he's currently being drafted as the running back 13. Call me crazy. I actually have him as my running back 10, which, I mean, I might adjust. Like I said, I haven't adjusted my rankings in over a week, so I'm, I'm terrible and a horrible analyst. But, I mean, I love him because he's currently coming off the board at, let's see, he's at 19. He's average rush position is currently 19. So you got him in the middle of the second round. 
I'd be willing to take him at the end of the first round, the beginning of the second round. I love him. He honestly, I'm not, I, I mean, I hear some of the naysayers, but they're talking about how he could be, you know, Christian McCaffrey 2.0. Now he won't be, I'm not going to say he's Christian McCaffrey. I actually read an interesting stat about McCaffrey today. That's actually very funny. He is the running back five over the last two seasons. And he's only played 19 games in the last two seasons. That's just how impressive Christian McCaffrey is. But the fact that they have the same OC and Ron Rivera from Carolina in Washington. Now I love Gibson. Give me all of the Gibson. All yeah, I love Gibson, too. I have him ranked – well, I had him ranked at my RB13. I'm kind of looking at my rankings now, but I was going to move him up to about 10, maybe even a 9. I'll have to go through my rankings. I'm just like you. I'm terrible. I didn't update my rankings since the previous time we shared them with each other. <laughs> I think his stock's going to grow. He's a monster last year. He's got a better quarterback this year. He potentially might have a rookie receiver that could – establish that receiving core a little more in depth later in the year, not right now, but later in the year to open up that run game even more. Yep. Well then also like the emergence of Logan Thomas, you know, so hopefully he doesn't fight like, and I, I love Diami Brown. I, I think he's going to be fantastic for the Washington football team Redskins for you, Rome. Um, yeah. But I mean, like I said, Gibson, like I said, I have him at 10, I could move him up, but I mean, it's, it's hard to say, but I mean, especially in dynasty Gibson's like my running back, like four or five in dynasty. Like I absolutely love Gibson. You know, he's young. They're going to abuse him, use him. And please, like I said, give me all of your Gibson shares. I'm trying to acquire Gibson wherever I can. Yeah. He's higher in dynasty for me too, just because the age, you know, a lot of these top running backs, they're not old by any means, but they've got four seasons on their legs. And typically we start to see him, slowly fall off. There's not a lot of Adrian Petersons who last, you know, 10 years in the league. Well, Gibson 6'2", 220. I love that in a running back. All right, moving on. Rome, who else got you all hot and bothered? All right. I got two more guys I'll talk about here that got me hot and bothered. Your middle one I'm in love with, BT Dub. So the guy that I'm absolutely in love with right now is – David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery silently last year, silently, was like the running back five. The dude can get it done. The offensive line, hey, they're not the best, but again, it's Chicago. They they get a lot out of a little, it seems. They also have this new quarterback, if you guys don't know, uh, Justin Fields. He probably is going to open up the playbook a little bit more to where you can't just key on a guy like Montgomery. I think Montgomery's going to be a three-down guy. Again, we're going to see what happens with Tariq Cohen. As of right now, he's still on the pup list. I'm, I'm looking to get all the smoke. Like, give me all of David Montgomery. I'll take it. I've got him right now at my running back 11. It, it's hard to argue that uh, David Montgomery is currently the running back – 17 off boards average draft position is the 31st. So you're coming in at the middle of the second round. I'm, I'm excuse me, third round bad at math. And you know, but I, I love Montgomery too. I actually have him as my running back 12. Like I, I've actually, I've tried to acquire him in leagues. I've just been having a tough time doing it because it's hard to convince people to part ways with that, with that, that. So look at that. You get a, a guy in the third round, 
but has the potential to be a top five running back. And just like you said, with the addition of Justin Fields, you get a running quarterback back there. I mean, sky's the limit for this guy. 100%. 100%. And then to go one more, because I've only got one more guy that gets me all hot and bothered, and people people are fading this guy real hard right now, and I mean really hard. I like uh, Mr. Josh Jacobs. I'm not quite sure why he's falling, other than the fact that they acquired Kenyon Drake, who's – The worst player in fantasy football. <laughs> Thank you. That's who he is. I just I'm don't understand better. why a 23-year-old stud who was going to be great again is getting – You know what, though? I'm not even complaining. The, the ADP guy, go ahead, keep doing that. Let him fall down boards. I'll scoop him up whenever the hell I can. I don't understand how this, in a running offense, this guy's getting faded. It just doesn't make sense to me. Makes no I, sense. I was going to include him as mine until you told me that he was yours. Uh, you stole him from me. But I don't get it either. I currently have him ranked in my running back 15, and he's probably going to be higher than that before a lot of drafts start in my rankings. I'd probably adjust that. I don't see how he's that low. If you really think Kenny and Drake takes off that much value from him, I, I don't think you've watched Kenny and Drake play football other than the last few games he had, or the In first Miami. few games he had with the Cardinals. The first few games with the Cardinals, the end of the season, two years ago. Yeah, so Josh Jacobs, he is the running back 19. He is the... 34th pick off the board, so you're looking at right at the end of the third round. Now, me personally, I, I'm getting low on Josh Jacobs. I might move him up now that I'm looking at my rankings. I have him down at 21. Um, my my issues with Jacobs, it's nothing personal. It's the fact that he hasn't played a full season. He played 13 games in 19, 15 games in 2020. Now, he ended the season as running back eight. But there was like a game where he legit had zero points. So, I mean, my concern and, – and I don't think Kenyon Drake takes too much of his play. I'm just – it's more of a health issue for me. And I think – I think the game that he got zero points, he got injured in the beginning of the game. So, it looks like he got zero points. Like, so it looks like he played to get the whole game and he didn't. Yeah. Just to note on that. No, I, I get that, but it's just, I mean, although, although, hey, for the value, it, again, kind of like what we said about Montgomery, end of the third round, if you have the potential to get a top 10 running back, that's not bad. Although me personally, I'm I'm kind of low on him. Uh, Fish, who else got you hot and bothered? All right, this guy's not so far down the board, but he's one of my favorite running backs to try to grab in the first round. And I think people are putting him in that second tier when he could potentially be in the first tier, depending upon that usage. So I'll leave him in the second tier, but he's my number one second tier player, and that's Aaron Jones. Uh, he's a beast. He's he is. Great at, he's a great receiver. He's great runner. The biggest thing is how much A.J. Dillon cuts into his workload. But he had somebody cutting into his workload last year, and he did great. So I don't – I I love him. He's fallen – I have him ranked at the RB6. I don't know what the ADP is on him now, but I could see him as falling as low as like an 8, depending upon the particular draft uh, that you're in. So, Aaron Jones is currently the running back 9 off of boards. Um, 
ADP has him at 10, so he's still in the first round, which makes sense. If he falls to 10, I'd gladly take him there. Um, I actually have Jones at five. I, I think I think AJ Dillon is legit. I think AJ Dillon does take play from him, but I think this is also the Aaron Rodgers "fuck you" tour twenty twenty one, and I think they're just going to light up scoreboards. Um, I mean, last two seasons, Aaron Jones finished as the running back two in twenty nineteen, five in twenty twenty. Um, so I mean, I I think the upside's there. So and why not? A, I that's a good point. A lot of people have like Dalvin Cook above him, and Dalvin Cook probably score more fantasy points. But Aaron Jones is on a much better offense and has much more touchdown upside than Dalvin Cook does. Yeah, and that's my biggest. I I, I still have Dalvin Cook ranked above him, but just that touchdown upside. Like yes, Dalvin Cook's a better running back and probably going to average more yards per game throughout the season. But that touchdown upside from Aaron Jones, they're going to they're probably going to score they about 30 points a game every game as long as Aaron, Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing for touchdowns then Aaron Jones could get those cleanup one yard runs um last running back to get me all hot and bothered is Chris Carson um he's currently the running back 18 off of boards being drafted at 32, so end of the second round. I'm sorry, God, third round. Why am I so bad at math tonight? I don't, I don't get it. But anyways, I love Chris Carson. Yes, health concerns are a major p- factor in Chris Carson, but the fact that Rashad Penny still banged up, I think Penny's almost out of the NFL, to be honest. like it, it's, it's getting close. They didn't really add any players to the Seahawks. Um, I mean, yes, they have Alex Collins, DJ Dallas, it's Chris Carson's backfield. He can catch. He's a good runner. You're getting him very late. Like, so if you started, let's say, let's say you're at the end of, of the draft and you start your draft with Devonte Adams, your first pick, Travis Kelsey is your second pick. And then you get, uh, Chris Carson is your running back one. I am not mad at that at all. Like I, I think it, you know, you, you, you have huge upside, um, I mean, his fantasy finishes over the last couple of years. In 2020, he was the running back 19, but he only played in 12 games. He was running back 12 in 2019, played in 15, the running back 16 in 2018. So, I mean, I I like him. I I think Chris Carson is going to be great. Um, again, you're not you're not investing huge draft capital because uh, me reason why I like Carson is okay. So so you pick like last year, I took Barkley number two overall. He got hurt detrimental to my team. I I lost out on a first round draft pick. Think about all those players you could have drafted between your first and third pick. If you're getting Carson in the third round, I don't hate that. Yeah, I like Carson. I picked him up in our Dynasty League draft recently. I also got Montgomery, so I got two of your guys' uh, hot and bothered players, which is pretty nice. You know, I'm going to throw in a bonus hot and bothered. Yeah. Rookie sensation, Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. He is the I don't know what running back number this is because I'm not going to do the math, but he is the 66th player off boards right now. So you're looking at the beginning of the sixth round. Um, reason why I like him would be, okay, yes, Melvin Gordon's there, but Melvin Gordon's always hurt. He's hurt right now. Always hurt, forever hurt. That's just what he does. And we how we talked earlier, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Drew Locke looks legit. Terry Bridgewater is still – I think Terry Bridgewater is a very good quarterback. I think he's just kind of underappreciated because he wears gloves. 
Um, yeah, but I, I, I like I like I I like Teddy White gloves, and I I think Javante Williams now six round that's decent capital still, but I think he I think Williams is gonna be one of those players where he's gonna be off to kind of a slow ish start for the first you know two three games, but then after that, dude, I would you guys be surprised if he was a top. 18 running back by the end of season? No, he'll probably be at RB2 by the end of the season. I was just going to mention that. I don't think I'd want to pick him as an RB2, even if I got like a late pick where I picked a tight end or a receiver in the first round. I'd want someone more going to start the season as a starter. But if you have two starting running backs already and you can take him as your RB3, He'll probably overtake your RB2 at some point in points yeah. per game. And I like the upside of that. Actually, I'll tell you what. Before we end the uh, hot and bothered segment, I'm going to throw out a couple more names for you guys. Um, Gus Edwards, he is the 116th player off board. So he is in the 10th, 11th round. I think he has standalone. I think he has flex appeal, possibly even RB2. J.K. Dobbins gets hurt. You're looking at an RB potential RB one that you're getting in the tenth or eleventh round. I got um, one we could throw in too here. Um, if this guy can stay healthy, which I don't know if he's ever done in his life, Raheem Mostert. Mm. If he can stay healthy, yes, San Francisco has eight good running backs or something like that. But if Mostert can stay healthy, he doesn't need the touches to be a valuable flex play mm-hmm. at his value. He needs 10 carries a game, and he needs one of them to go for 50-plus yards and a touchdown, and he does that quite often. You're not wrong. Mostert is the 72nd player off boards, and that right there, I mean, sixth round, you're not investing a lot of capital, but like you said, just a couple touches, and, and he gone. Um, another player I like <laughs> – Okay, don't don't judge me. Might be kind of gross sounding. Philip Lindsay at one twenty seven. Um, so you're looking at, you know, he he's potentially the starting running back for a team, a bad team at that, and you're getting him in the middle of the tenth round. I mean, so so you know, in in that in in the one twenty seven range, you're looking at players around him. You got defenses. You know, Jamal Williams, who's a backup running back. Naheem Hines, who's a backup running back. Henry Ruggs, who's gross. So, I mean, why not take a gamble on Phillip Lindsay? Yeah, let's just say he might be a backup now, but he probably has the most upside to be a starter. I know Rome's pretty high on him in that value, too. I sure am, man. I, I, I think he's a stud, man. I think that he will – I've said it before. I said it last week. He's going to be the starter of that roster. He's going to be the starter in that in that backfield. There's no doubt in my mind about it. I just don't know the production level that we're going to get out of a Houston offense, a Deshaun Watson Houston offense. It's it's a game script thing too. How fast do they go down by an exponential amount of points where they have to stop running the football? If they could stay in a game for three quarters. You probably see a decent amount of price. I'm not going to see her 100-yard rushing, but you'll see 70 yards, maybe a touchdown here and there. That's good value for a 10th-round player. Heck, yeah. That you're not going to start often. All right, so moving on. Who are we pulling out on, guys? Who do you not want to finish the evening with? 
Who are you done with? Who's grossing you out? Rome, let's well, start. Who's, who's yucky to you? I'll tell you who I'm pulling out of, son of a bitch. A lot of people <laughs> are going to not like me for this, okay? I really, really, really do not like uh, Jonathan Taylor. Boo. Boo <laughs> that man. For the value that he, or for the draft capital that it's going to cost to get him, Oh, there's just something that's just irking me right now about it. I mean, I've got him at I've got him at ten. He's in my top ten list, right? But he's getting drafted as like a top five, number four guy. Marlon Mack is there, right? He didn't die. He's he's back. He was the starter last year. Like, so is Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines is a stud. I'll even take one step further. Uh, Jordan Wilkins is a stud. They've got too many guys there that are great that one fuck up or whatever can get you benched. Look, I don't think he's going to be quite what everybody's thinking he's going to be. Um, he'll be fine. He'll be, he'll be fine. He'll just be fine. It's a similar situation to the backfield in San Francisco where they yeah. have, like, four really good running backs. The difference is San Francisco's offense is probably a lot better. No, it is a lot better than the Colts. And I know they got Carson Wentz. I'm not sold that that's going to improve him a whole lot. So, well, currently Jonathan Taylor is being drafted as the running back eight, eighth overall. So he's slowly. I mean, maybe people were in your head, Rome. They they heard they heard it. They knew you were going to say this, so they're they're fading him a little bit. Although coincidentally, he is my running back ten as well. I mean, I don't know. I'd still take him. I love the guy. You know, you got the best offensive line in football, and you got a better quarterback in Carson Wentz over Philip Rivers. I mean, I love Big Phil, but, you know, I don't know. I But I, I get what you're saying. You know, you're investing high draft capital in a guy who shares the backfield. So, I mean, right. now he did end the year, I think his last two or three games, he was like the running back two or three. Oh, so, I mean, he was – he was fantastic for fantasy, yeah. but it also didn't hurt that Marlon Mack was out of the game. Or I'm sorry, out of the picture. Um, Hines' role was slowly getting reduced because Taylor could catch, and um, Jordan Wilkins is good, but he's a guy. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, Fish, who, who's yucky to you? Who are you pulling out of? So my first guy that's yucky is DeAndre Swift. He's got... Injuries. He gets he gets a concussion like every four times he gets tackled. <laughs> that's concerning to me because once you get concussions, they do tend to repeat in certain players. That's that's a big concern. But they also got what? Who is it? Jamal Williams as their backup now. I think it's Jamal Williams. I could have that wrong. It is. They could. Yes. Yeah, I'm not that dumb. Um, that's going <laughs> to take a lot of the receptions away, and even some carries. And they have another rookie running back who probably won't get a lot of carries, but if if Swift gets injured, even if he's out for a couple of weeks, and this guy makes a splash, it, that could change the role dramatically. He hasn't made any splashes yet, but it's possible in the regular season if Swift loses time for that to happen. Well, Swift is currently the running back 16 off of boards, uh, going 29th overall, so you're looking at the beginning of the third round for him. He's I get what I you're just, saying. He's one I just what? don't want to touch. I, I just don't want him. I get what you're saying. Jamal Williams is probably the best backup he's had compared to last year with a gross carry on Johnson and whoever else was. I don't even remember who their other running backs were. Jamal Williams is legit. He's, he's actually a very good running back. 
So I get what you're saying. Plus, with the injury concerns, which is which really bums me out because man, I love DeAndre Swift coming out of college. Um, and then plus Jared Goff is their quarterback, no wide receivers. I I totally see that. A running back that I'm totally out on. I'm actually going to pivot. I told you guys one earlier, but I lied. I'm actually, you know what? Call me crazy. It's Saquon Barkley. He's going as the running back five, five overall. You know what? Okay. Absolutely outstanding in uh, his rookie year, and I totally get that. But last year, he looked like horseshit after what he got hurt after two weeks. He's bad. He looked bad. And the talent's there. The athletic ability is there. But I'm really not that interested in Saquon Barkley. I, I, I just, obviously, like I said, the talent is there. I don't hate the player. I'm just not interested in drafting him this year. I'm not interested in acquiring him in Dynasty because you got a bad quarterback. You got a banged up Kenny Galladay who might never recover from whatever's going on. They have a bad O-line. You got a bad defense. So you're going to be playing from behind a lot. It's just I don't know I just don't see it and got to to take the if you have the if he's going at five overall, on dude call me crazy I'd take Gibson over Barkley, I love my man, I stand by my man. Gross. <laughs> what you like Bart your Barkley guy? I, look, I I'm not gonna fault him for tearing an ACL. I mean it's not that's a freak thing. That's a freak thing. I'm going to take the athleticism over everything. Uh, maybe not at five. But can I can I tell you a fun stat for Saquon Barkley? I would love I love fun stats. Week week one last year, fifteen carries for six yards with a yard per carry of point four. Really now playing? he did have Pittsburgh, hmm. and then he did ha- he did have six catches for sixty yards, so he saves the day with with PPR value. But then the following week against Chicago, he did get hurt, but he had four carries for 28 yards. And one of those carries was like 18 yards. So that means the rest of them shits were like a yard. So like, like I said, my thing with Barkley, I, like I know it sounds insane, but I, I'm just, I'm not interested. It, it's too much risk to me to spend that expensive of a pick. Like I said, if I'm, if I'm at five overall and let's say just based off the consensus of how it looks right now, you got CMC cook, Henry Kamara. Here I am at five. I might go Zeke Chubb Jones. I might even take Eckler over him. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not a big, I'm not a big Barkley fan this year. I have Barkley ranked at eight right now. And it's mostly the same concerns you're mentioning. I'm not super concerned about the injuries but it's just the team in general. He's probably the most talented running back in the NFL right now in the worst situation that you could ever put somebody in. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. He's probably the most athletically gifted. I mean, he's six foot. Actually, let me get it right here. He is. Oh, he's five eleven, but he's 233 pounds of like, you know, he ran a 40 in like one second. So, I mean, super athletically talented. But just like I said, my my issue is he just he didn't look good at the beginning of the year last year. The team hasn't gotten any better, so I mean I would just lower my expectations. That's all. That's more what I'm saying. Just lower your expectations. I have him ranked at eight just because of the athletic upside, but I might even lower him after that because I just uh, not not. It's just a value thing, right? Like you'd probably yeah. take somebody else there. I mean, it's hard to say it would get better though. At least for me, like I, you bring Galladay in, that's already 
better if he plays. Bit. If he plays, it's better than the number one they had last year. All those receivers are still back. They brought in. <laughs> I like. I don't know why I like this guy. I do. They brought in John Ross. If he could ever stay healthy, there's a guy that can easily knock the top off of a defense to help some running lanes for sure. Your tight end game. They brought in. Uh, they brought in Rudolph to go along with the forever average tight end of Ingram. The O line is the O line is the O line. They're not good. And then Danny Dimes is in a prove it year. And if he doesn't, he's probably going to be out of the league. So is let, let, point blank, Rome is Daniel Jones a good quarterback? From a coaching standpoint, no. I, like, yeah. So there you go. No. I mean. But, I don't know. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> Did I just talk you out of Barkley? Nah, no, because now they're you just going to – Look, he could go He could go the 40-year-old Drew Brees all day. Just say hi, look around for a little bit, and throw right to Barkley. Just like he's going to come over. So you're, saying, so you're saying Barkley is wonderful for PPR. Avoid him in standard leagues. Uh, if no. Jones did that, he ain't gonna do it though. No, he's gonna Jones throw. Is, he's gonna throw Jones is gonna take off and then fall five yards from the goal line like he did on his. Just got sniped. <laughs> he just tripped. Okay, let's let's. Okay, I, I I clearly I clearly upset some people here. Rome, who is yucky yeah. to you? All right, I got one more yucky, and it's weird because it's gonna be touching on the same guy that we heard earlier, who was somebody's uh, sweet sweet nut. Listen. Najee Harris, just not sold, man. I I loved him at Alabama. I loved him at Alabama. But the offensive line woes that is the Pittsburgh Steelers is something that I'm having a hard time with. I, just, I look at so there's something that bothers me. All right, what happened to Zeke last year when Dak Prescott went down? He fell apart, right? The O-line all got injured. Fell apart. They couldn't move the ball. Zeke fell off the face of the earth. Well, we're talking about a guy who's a perennial all-pro that that happened to. Now we're talking about a guy like Najee Harris who comes into the league losing the Pouncey, losing DeCastro, losing Villanueva, losing that. I think there's one more that they lost. Not to mention with all those guys going down, you got big old ass, unmobile, de- uh, fucking Roethlisberger sitting back there, looking like he's going to be in a body bag by the end of this year. Not even at the end of the year, the end of year or the end of week three, he might be dead. So now we're hoping that Mason Rudolph comes in and saves the day. Oh God, I don't think so. You think that Dwayne Haskins got beat up by his girlfriend in a freaking in a hotel room? I don't allegedly. I don't know. Allegedly, 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 yeah. Allegedly, but like, look, we're talking about a guy who is not in the best situation. Again, I love him. I want him to succeed. Is he going to? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I I think that there, he'll still succeed, but I could definitely see him not succeeding. Yeah. Well, Roman, I in. Uh... When our when our other dynasty league was getting ready to do their draft, we were talking about um, Najee Harris and, and 
same reason, just, you know, bad O-line, Big Ben, just like that picture that came out from training camp with Big Ben with like 900 pounds of ice on his elbows and knees and ankles. That had me concerned. You, I mean, they have a great wide receiver core, but, you know, a bad O-line. I have him ranked at 18. Um, I really need to update my rankings as I'm scrolling through it. But, I mean, it's just my, my thing with Harris – He's being drafted right now as the running back 11. So he's coming off the board at 16 overall. So you're getting him at the beginning or um, eh, beginning middle of the second round, which I get it. You know, it's hard to get uh, running back upside. But I mean, my thing running backs being drafted around Najee Harris is Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, uh, Antonio Gibson, Clyde Edwards, Lair, JK Dobbins. I would probably not probably. I would take every single running of the, every single one of those running backs over Najee Harris. I would take some of them, but you got to think if Najee Harris gets thirty carries in a game and averages two point five yards in a touchdown, that's seventy five yards in a touchdown. That's yeah. low end RB one. The biggest thing there was an article about out that came out today. I think it was someone at Sports Illustrated, and this is kind of concerning for Najee, is I guess Big Ben has a tail when he's in the shotgun, if he has a running back, back next to him, where he lifts his left heel up off the ground if it's a run play. And now that that's been released, if defenses are looking for that and he doesn't correct that, you're talking basically an all-out blitz on a run every time. That was just released today after I gave you guys him as my my, my – uh, Hot and bothered player. All right, so, so fish, fish, uh, our second to last. Who are you pulling out on? Who are you pulling out on? Who are, who 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 are you not finishing the night with? My other guy's way down on the board, but this is another guy. It's not necessarily. It's not so much the value at the position. I just don't want anything to do with him, and it's Mike Davis from the Falcons. I don't think the Falcons' offense is going to be very good. I also think that some of the backups in Atlanta may end up taking over for Mike Davis once they get him a little more opportunities. And I, I know that he's kind of a lower draft pick. I think uh, I have him ranked. Let me look here real quick. I have him well, ranked his, pretty, pretty low. His ADP, he's, he's currently the 59th off the board, so you're getting him at the end of the fifth round. The end of the fifth round, I'd take. I would rather take a Ronald Jones, a James Robinson, a Mostert, Melvin Gordon, all kinds of people that are going in the same round. I just don't want nothing to do with them. I mean, it's hard to argue with that, but I mean, at the same time, you think of. I don't even know what a Quadri Olison is. Corderell Patterson <laughs> is never going to be a thing. Like it's like stop trying to make fetch happen, and you know, JV and Hawkins. You know, rookie, but tiny guy. He's five foot eight, one eighty three. So I mean, and he's not Darren Sproles. I get what you're saying though, uh, with the Falcons not being the same offense. But I mean, Mike Davis was given all the opportunity last year with uh, McCaffrey being down in Carolina, and he ended the year in PPR formats as the running back twelve. I mean, I don't know the fact that he comes in at the end of the fifth round. I, I mean, I would take a, I would take a stab at him. Um, yeah, but I, I get I, your, I get your concern. I could see him being that. It's you know, it's probably there's this. My decision's probably ninety eight percent skewed because I'm a Saints fan, and I just hate the Falcons. They lost. <laughs> just so everybody knows, they lost the Super Bowl when they were leading twenty eight to three. I just want to remind everybody that. Fair enough. Um, 
and I'll I'll wrap it up here. The guy I am pulling out on and I am not interested in, J.K. Dobbins. Um, he's currently the running back 14 off board. He is the 25th overall pick. So you're you know end of the second, beginning of the third. I just I don't know. It's I get a weird feeling about Baltimore this year. I just I ha- I don't know. I I feel Jackson's gotten worse. I mean, he was the running uh, – I'm sorry, quarter, running back one. He's not a quarterback. He threw for 2,000 yards. I could throw for two – no, I couldn't. I'm not athletic anymore. But my point being, you're you're investing a high capital on him. Gus Edwards is looming. So, I mean – and and but, again, the quarterback play is bad. They play in a tough division. Justice Hill's still there. You know, but Rashad Bateman's he's like their only legit wide receiver. Sammy Watkins, the lizard King, you know, dude's crazy. I, I don't fully buy all that. Hollywood Brown's never going to be a thing unless he goes to a different team. I just, I, I don't understand. I mean, okay. So players that Dobbins getting drafted around Deandre Swift, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. Henderson is now the name that I'd probably take Dobbins over. And, but I mean, literally those guys I would take over Dobbins. It's just, I don't know. You know, you're drafting him high. I think that might have a big factor into why I say like Mike Davis is based off my rankings. Mike Davis and JK Dobbins is, I have Mike Davis currently in my rankings at 23 and JK Dobbins at 22. Yeah. At a hundred percent every time take JK Dobbins, but I'm pretty low on him compared to what you said was the uh, ADP. I, Currently have Dobbins at 15, but I I don't know. As I'm looking at my rankings right now, I'd probably put him in the 19 to 22 range. I mean, it's just to me, I don't know. I just he, he's gonna lo- he lose he's gonna lose a lot of yards to Lamar, and then plus, like I said, Gus Edwards is still there. Dobbins was quote unquote the starter last year. He only had 805 rushing yards. Now he had nine touchdowns, which saved him, but he doesn't catch the ball. And again, you got a bad quarterback. So I just, I don't know. I don't fully buy all the hype and love of uh, yeah. J.K. Dobbins. He's he's touchdown dependent, but they scored yeah. a lot of touchdowns. And what happens being touchdown dependent? What what happens if they sign if they finally pull the trigger and sign Todd Gurley? Because he's yeah. going to be the good blind guy. You know, you, if they they bring in they bring in the savvy vet, or like if if Lamar gets hurt, that whole offense is just toast. Well, <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I mean, who who is the backup? Their backup quarterback's Trace McSorley, and I and think he he's hurt. hurt right now too. Yeah. yeah, so your third string quarterback is a guy named Tyler Huntley, and I'm pretty sure he works at you know Cabela's and sells fishing equipment. You know, like I don't I don't even know who that is. Hey, I love fishing. I'll buy some stuff for him. Okay, maybe that's a bad example for, for, for <laughs> you, but but I mean, it's just I don't know. Like I said, it's it's now granted. Okay, let's reiterate. These players are very talented football players. If the price is right, I would take a shot at any of these guys. The, now, the point of the hot and bothered, I want all the shares. Give me all the shares. The pulling out is I just don't like the price I would have to pay for these players. Like, if Dobbins fell to the middle of the third, yeah, I'll take him. Like, why not? But, I mean, right there at the second, I'll take a high-end wide receiver. or you know, Like I said, I'd take David Montgomery, Chris Carson. I'd take any of these running backs over him. You, you know, that's that's a good point. And 
bringing that point up, I think there's another one I want to bring up who is a little higher drafted than a Mike Davis. Mike Davis, maybe I'm doing him a little dirty because he's a Falcon, but he's getting drafted at – it's not a terrible value when I reevaluate my decision. You know what is terrible, though? Joe Mixon yeah. going in the top 12 to 15 running backs. Uh, Mixon is your running back 9, 10, 11. Running back 12, 17th yeah. off the board. It's just not it. That's not it. I don't – I'm not a fan. I, yeah, Mixon's not, not you the know, Like Rome always says, I don't know what it is. It might be his face. It might be his name. <laughs> I don't. I don't. could be that he allegedly hits women back in college. Yeah, that's true, but it, that's a pretty shitty thing to do. Um, I just don't – I don't like him there. He gets hurt a lot. Also, on a team that's not very great O-line, I think they're going to throw the ball more than they did in the past with all the receivers they have. I think they better. You know, <laughs> with, with, that being, with that being said, I'll bring up an additional guy that I, I'm not really interested in. Uh, Daryl Henderson, he's going to be the running back – uh, 20-ish off the board, 41 overall. My issue with Henderson, is, the thumb thing doesn't bother me at all, but my issue with Henderson is I don't even think the Rams offense is sold on Henderson. They wouldn't have drafted Cam Akers had they been in on Henderson. Like, they let Todd Gurley go, so clearly they thought they had the future in Henderson, but then they drafted Cam Akers. Their O-line has gotten older and slightly worse. Now they and But, see, now they have the massive upgrade in quarterback, but Henderson – isn't exactly the um, catching pass catching running back, despite being like a slightly diminutive guy. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in on Henderson either. Rob, what are your thoughts on Henderson? I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard. I think he'll be just fine for this year. I think he'll be just fine for this year. He's, he's going to be the number one. Barring any major injury that's moving forward, there's nobody. If you say if you say Xavier Jones or whatever that guy's name is, I'll slap you right in the dick. Because there's no way that guy is going to take any love from from Anderson in this offense. Uh, Funk? Nah, I don't think so. He's he's no, he's kind of untapped right now. It's the only thing I got going for Davis as well. Is he's the only guy in town. I mean, I like Henderson probably not for anything more than I don't know. God, what did he what did he get drafted in in our uh, dynasty? That's probably what I'd pay for him. I'm not gonna pay out the ass for him. That's for sure. Yeah, but you know, forty forty one fifth round, forty one overall, forty one overall. Like players going around him. Uh, Kyler Murray, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mari Cooper, Robert Woods, Lamar Jackson. Travis Etienne, DJ Moore. Like, I would – I mean, aside from the quarterback, because I'm – I would I'm take a, all those players first. The big problem is – and this is something that was shown in our mock draft episode. I had to take Daryl Henderson because I had one running back. I was at that 12th round, the 12th pick. So he's my third pick. And I wasn't going to get another pick for another 20-some-odd picks. I you, – you do get put into a position where you have to take him – because of like what Rome said, like there's not a lot of leftovers there. Yeah. If you do take him, don't expect a lot, but understand that, that your position that you're in like that is probably because you got an awesome wide receiver or tight end to make up for it.
Yeah. Now, now, with that being said, you know, kind of like what we said in the mock draft episode, be water, be liquid, be be movable. You know, um, you know, ADP isn't gospel. Just go on with that. Even like right now, what's funny is I, I see everyone looking away at their phones because we're actually currently in a, a slow draft right now in Dynasty. And I, I'm watching everybody look down at their phones because a pick happens. Now, um, you know, Dynasty – now, granted, slow draft, the, the clock's much longer. But, I mean, if you're doing an online draft, in-person draft, whatever, utilize that time. Look at everyone's roster. Look what everyone has. And that helps you determine who should I take. Like what – kind of like how Fish was just saying. You know, he took Henderson in the mock draft because he's like, you know what? Basically, two whole rounds are going between this pick and my next pick. I need a running back. Henderson's gross. I'm pulling out of him. But I got to go for it. You know, it's 2 a.m. You want to get laid. That fat girl, you'll pound another shot or two and you'll take her home. It's just, it's a body, you know? So, you know, but again, just, and then, hey, you know, waiver wires happen. Injuries happen. Trades happen. Who knows? Maybe there's a ram honk in your league and you trade him Henderson, you know? So it's just. Yeah. And I know Rome says like Funk and uh, Xavier Jones or nothing. But if you have the last, the last pick of your draft and they're available, that's the time where it might be worth scooping up a handcuff. I don't like handcuffing a top running back, but handcuffing a running back that could possibly get taken over just off production is not a bad thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think this is probably a pretty good spot to wrap it up, gentlemen. Uh, tomorrow we're going to probably dive into our uh, wide receivers who's getting us hot and bothered who we pulling out of. We'll talk about wide receivers if any major news comes out. But again, hey, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you for supporting the show. Our listenership has grown, and I appreciate that. Get us on the socials. You can find us on Twitter at FilthyFBallShow on Twitter. Instagram at FilthyFantasyFootballShow. You can send in your emails to the show at FilthyFantasyFootballShow at gmail.com. Yeah, hey, I guess I'll do it. Thank you for listening, guys. I am King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fancy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.